It was Christmas Eve Eve at the Prudential Center, and the Devils walked away with a 3-2 victory. It was much needed, and Timo Meyer, he seems to be back. He walked away with two goals, and he was definitely a driving force for New Jersey. Now, how does this affect the Devils moving forward? Are they back? There's still a lot to assess with this team, and I have some sound bites to share throughout the course of the episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Pub, a play announcer, Devils Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential me a member, Trey Matthews, back from the Prudential Center. But first and foremost, Merry Christmas Eve to all, and to all those who went to The Rock, I'm pretty sure you left very merry because the New Jersey Devils have finally snapped their losing streak by defeating the Detroit Red Wings by a score of 3-2. to two. Kind of payback dating back to last month because, if you guys recall, the Red Wings so far have been the only team to shut out the Devils up to this point in the season. In fact, they were the first team to shut out the Devils in over a year. But let's not harp on the past. Let's talk about the present. This was pretty much a must-win scenario for the Devils because this was the final game before the Christmas break. And you kind of want some positive momentum when you start back up against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I'm sure the Devils were hunting for a win because if you look back in their previous matchup against the Edmonton Oilers, and if you were to look at the post-game interviews that were conducted by Nico Heischer, Timo Meyer, and Lindy Ruff, they looked a little shell-shocked. They looked a little lifeless because they're very frustrated. They've reached their wit's end and everyone is like on high alert. Tensions are high. You need to get that win because... Let's face it, some of those uh, losses that the Devils have taken, they could have easily been avoidable because you got the Anaheim Ducks, a team that had not won in regulation in over a month. The Philadelphia Flyers, they're a good team. I'll give them credit, and they're one of the top teams in the Metro. But had they cleaned up the puck a little bit more, I'm sure we would be seeing a different outcome. I'm sure Jack Hughes, that, that was not his best performance. In fact, I know that was not his best performance. That was one of his worst performances of the season. And we'll talk more about that in segment two. And then against the Edmonton Oilers before I broke the internet, uh, the Oilers were on a three game losing streak heading into that matchup. So I'm sure the devils wanted some payback because the Oilers had beat the devils back in Edmonton. And now they swept the season series, but now going up against the Red Wings, the Red Wings just beat the Philadelphia Flyers seven to six in a shootout. So you know that they're going to have some momentum going their way. Obviously, they might have been a little tired because that game was played in Detroit, not in Philadelphia. So whoever makes the NHL schedule, you really need to get your act together. But there was a lot riding on this game for the Devils because you want that positive momentum going into the Christmas break and you can hit the reset button. You can get refreshed. 32 games have come and gone. There's 50 games remaining on the docket. So now is the time for the Devils to start racking up some much needed points and try to replace some of those trap games they fell into. Because here's the thing, guys. I don't know how closely you guys have been looking at some of the other Metro teams, but I've been scoreboard watching, and it seems like a lot of games that feature a Metropolitan Division team, it seems like a lot of them go into OT. So 
no, no matter the outcome, they're going to walk away with a point. So that's definitely something that the Devils don't want to play with. But going into this matchup, they were four games out of a playoff position, still plenty of season left, and there's still a lot of time for the Devils to turn around their season. Obviously, some changes are going to have to happen in order for them to reach the next level. But right now is a good start to just try to get back into the win column more consistently. So in today's episode, in segment one, we're going to talk about the game. And then in segment two, it's been a while since I've done this, and I, I am looking forward to it. We're going to talk about some players that caught my eye, honorable mentions, and three stars of the game. And then in the third and final segment, like I do with every post-game recap, I will uh, compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. And you're also going to hear some sound bites throughout the course of the episode, courtesy of Timo Meyer, Michael McLeod, Tyler DeFoley, and head coach Lindy Ruff. So let's talk about this game, shall we? It started off in very Devils-like fashion because here's a saying that we're all accustomed to. The Devils gave up the first goal of the game. This time it was Patrick Kane who made it a one to nothing game on the Red Wings' first shot, nonetheless. Kane was wide open, short side, wet back door, and there was no defender in sight to challenge him. So what had happened after looking at the replay, Luke Hughes is supposed to be guarding on the left-handed side because John Marino is focused on the right-handed side. But Luke was out of position. So once he realized that, it was too little, too late, and Patrick Kane makes a one-to-nothing game. I guess that's what I get for disrespecting Kane and basically saying that him signing with Detroit is uh, equivalent to Shaquille O'Neal signing with the Boston Celtics, which is Kane is one of the best players to ever play this game, probably the greatest American player to ever touch a sheet of ice. And I said, he's well past his prime. But anyway, you guys get the point. So a little later, Curtis Lazar gets a penalty uh, for tripping, which was a penalty that he had to sacrifice because once again, the net was wide open and the Red Wings could have pounced on the Devils and scored with them on ease. The, the net was essentially empty. So that was something that was worrying me at the beginning of the game because it seems like I'm getting reminiscence of like what the Devils have been uh, making mistakes on throughout the course of this year, which is sometimes their defense is easy to collapse. Sometimes they leave their net minders wide open. Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmid, they're not really the best goalies in the league. And uh, if you fluster them a little bit, it's easy to score on them. But Luckily, the Devils walked away, and I'll talk more about their PK a little later in the episode because it's definitely something that I need to bring up because the last few games, the Devils' PK has been somewhat solid, and they've been creating some decent looks for themselves, but time starts to go by, and Timo Meyer answered the call. He could have gotten the game-winning goal in the previous matchup, but we all know how that went, so Devils lead 3-2 going into the final period of regulation, and Oh, man, I'm getting flashbacks to it. Three goals in 69 seconds. But basically, the puck went in front of Michael Hutchinson, who was the netminder for the Red Wings, and Dawson Mercer served it up front. And Michael McLeod was trying to swat it on in, but the puck went behind him, and Timo Meyer is there. Now, here's the thing, and I'll talk more about this in segment two. The NHL later said that that goal by Timo Meyer was unassisted. They originally gave Michael McLeod and Dawson Mercer assists on that play, but it was later exonerated when the game became official. So I'll talk more about that in segment two because I think Michael McLeod and Dawson Mercer were robbed of some points, and Dawson Mercer particularly robbed of two points. So period two, mistripping call on Nico Heischer, and this was the funniest thing that I have ever heard from a referee. I don't think I've ever... Uh, heard a referee do this like I've heard them like change their minds on penalties but here was the quotation and I and I was wondering what they had said luckily um, Daniel Amoya uh, posted it on the X app because 
I was just trying to like uh, recollect as to what was specifically said. And it was said by the referees that after discussion, it had been determined that my partner caused a trip. So there is no penalty. Lindy Ruff was pissed off. Nico Keisher, he wasn't happy. It seemed like the Devils, once again, were being robbed of a potential power play opportunity. And that's something we've been talking about the last few weeks. But anyway, Lucas Raymond, he gets assessed an interference call on Shimon the Mets. Questionable, but I think that's sort of a makeup call. Wasn't successful. Seemed like the Devils were scared to shoot the puck within the final moments of their power play. Their power play has really been struggling. And to add insult to injury, later in the period, Shane Gostisbehere, he scored to make it a 2-1 to game. And the Devils, once again, just seemed to be lifeless. So wrong place, wrong time. Looked like the Devils were trying to clog up the lane on the initial shot from Daniel Sprong. And then you see Gostisbehere, he just pounces on the puck and he scores it with ease. So I think the Devils initially, they looked good on that particular play, but they just couldn't corral it. And Gosses Bear just took advantage of their weak defense, but it seemed like this was going to be a repeat of what happened in the game against Edmonton, which is the Devils tie it, possibly take the lead. They lose the momentum. In fact, it's not just the Edmonton game. It's just the season in general. It seems like whenever the Devils get some momentum going their way, they give it right back up. But in the third period, this was important for New Jersey. Why? Because think back to the Edmonton game. The Devils were in a prime position to to win it, and they blew it. And the Red Wings, this is a team that I said early on in the episode, they won 7-6 to in their previous matchup against the Flyers in a shootout. So the Devils, quite honestly, with the offensive weapons they have, they should be lighting up the Red Wings, not escaping by the skin of their teeth. But anyway, they're still down 2-1, to but the Devils, they looked a lot more aggressive in period three. So Timo Meyer, he racked up another goal. Now, I think it should have belonged to Michael McLeod and... But on the other hand, Timo is going back to his old ways of just being a pest up in front. But uh, I'll talk more about that in segment two. So Timo Meyer ties the game and time is winding down. Devils, they they have some momentum going their way, but they're they're giving their fan bases a heart attack because it's just like they, they still need to work on clearing the puck out of their defensive end because they gave the Red Wings some decent looks. And quite honestly, I, I think the Devils should be counting their lucky stars that the Red Wings were not able to convert on some of their chances. But Tyler Toffoli, he tipped it out in front thanks to an assist from Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes. And that's all the Devils needed. They weren't able to get the empty netter goal, but they still walked away with a 3-2 to two victory. So this game wasn't the best game I've ever seen, wasn't the most exciting game that I've ever seen, but it definitely meant something for New Jersey. And they played a lot better. I think they played a lot cleaner. Now they still have a lot to work on. It wasn't perfect. But I think you saw that the Devils just had a better sense of urgency as the game went on. Because I told you guys, when they let up the first goal to Patrick Kane, they looked very lifeless. They looked like they were going back to their old ways. But then as it progresses, especially with Timo Meyer racking up a couple of those much-needed goals, the Devils knew how to answer on back, and they knew how to weather the storm. Now, I'm going to highlight some players that caught my eye and do my three stars of the game. But before we continue... I want to tell you guys about eBay Motors because, as you guys know, I'm a big NASCAR fan. So passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die 
you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, let's talk about my three stars of the game. But before we get to that, honorable mention. So not too many honorable mentions to go around, but the first honorable mention I will give is Jesper Bratt. And not because he got an assist this game, but he kind of stood up for himself because in period two, he had enough of Ben Chirot's antics. And uh, at one point, Chirot had sent uh, Bratt flying into the net. And Bratt tried to stick up for himself, albeit he got tackled down to the ground by Chirot and uh, Brad's not known for being an aggressive type of player. In fact, he, he sure and Hughes are notoriously known for staying out of the penalty box for the most part. But it goes to show you that even nice guys have their limits. And once uh, Chirot and Brad both went to the penalty box, you could just see them barking back and forth, back and forth. And I think that was a turning point for New Jersey because I think they had a new sense of energy after that particular uh, incident. So Albeit Brat did get pummeled to the ground by Charat, but at the end of the day, I, I'm glad that he stood up for himself. So that's a new side of Jesper that you don't really see too often. So it was definitely a breath of fresh air. And now my second honorable mention, and this is because he got an assist, it is Jack Hughes. Because Jack Hughes has been struggling the last few games for his standards. Now, I know he got a hat trick against the Blue Jackets, but the past four games, he has gone two games without getting a point. And it seems like he's been struggling just a little bit to his standards once again, because it's not from a lack of effort because he's shooting the puck. He's trying to use his speed to his advantage. He's trying to set up his teammates. Unfortunately, the defense might be there at the right possible time. So it just takes one particular play to snap you back to reality. Now, the thing is, is that I did say that Hughes has gone two of the last four games without getting a point, but I think the one game in which he did get a point, it's a game that he would like to forget because remember, that Flyers game, he did get an assist. Unfortunately, it was overshadowed by his couple turnovers that resulted in the Flyers scoring a couple goals. And one of those goals was the game-winning goal in overtime. So uh, Hughes, to his standard, has been struggling a bit, but hopefully this assist can get him back on track. So it would just even at his worst, he's still better than most people's best. And Getting a point, I think that'll definitely do a lot of wonders for him. Now, let's move on to my three stars of the game. I very rarely do this. You guys know that when I do my three stars, I usually like to be a little unique. I I like to be different. So I try to not like copycat the devil's three stars of the game because I, I just want to have my own perspective and just not and just not feel like I'm copying and pasting. But uh, my third star is going to be Michael McLeod. Now, I think he was the second star of the game by the Devils. I can't really recall. But anyway, the three stars for me are the same three stars that the Devils uh, had. So uh, Michael McLeod going into this matchup, he had a three-game point streak. He has four points in his last five games. Unfortunately, I feel like he was kind of robbed of a point in this game because – if you guys recall, he was originally given an assist on Timo Meyer's first goal because what had happened was that Mercer, he served it up in front 
and McLeod tried to, to whack it on in. Unfortunately, went behind him, but Meyer is there at the right possible time cleaning up the mess. Now, I felt as though that McLeod did touch the puck and he shot it on net and it went off the uh, pads of Hutchinson and it just swiveled out to Meyer and he scored it. That's basically what I saw from my vantage point, but I guess the NHL saw it differently. So that goal was was unassisted for Timo and that was his first of two unassisted goals. And originally, um, yeah, I was like, okay, he extends his point streak to, to four games and that's a career high for him, but he kind of got robbed. But then th the second time that Timo scored, I don't know about you guys, but I felt as though that should have been credited to Michael McLeod or, or am I crazy? Because Michael McLeod was the first one in the handshake line, but then over the PA system, Adam Hamway, he said that the goal was Timo Meyer. So that means that the NHL gave it to Timo. So I, I don't know. I felt I felt as though that should have been Michael McLeod's goal. And Bill Spaulding, when looking back at the replay on NHL.com, Bill Spaulding, the original call he said was Michael McLeod. So I don't know. I felt like Michael McLeod was robbed of a couple points. And the same can be said for Dawson Mercer because he was active on both of those plays. So I'm glad that Timo is finally racking up the goals once again, and he's being productive for the Devils. But I just can't help and feel a little guilty that I think Michael McLeod was robbed of a few points because instead of walking away with like one or two points this game, he walks away with nothing. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the fact that Michael McLeod has been the Devils' best player the last few games because once again, four points in his last five games. Now, I had the chance to speak with Michael McLeod about like his offensive productive year compared to last year because it's obvious that he's taken it to a new level here's what he had to tell me you've been racking up a lot of points the last few games how has your offensive approach uh been different compared to last year uh you know you know got you know got some confidence now i think just uh you know wanted to carry the puck drive the play more and you know stick to you know you know the simple things in my game that uh kind of make me you know, effective and playing with uh, these skilled guys, you know, you kind of just got to, you know, get the puck to them and get to the net. Stay hot, Mikey. That's all I can say. He's been the Devils' best player the last few games. Now, second star, Tyler Toffoli. He got the game-winning goal, and that's all the Devils needed to solidify the victory. So, Tyler Toffoli, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of his game. I'm a big fan of what he's been doing all season long. And, yeah, I mean, he got the game-winning goal. That's all I could say. That's why I kind of have to give him one of the – three stars, but had the chance to speak with Toffoli about how the Devils can maintain this level of play going forward because consistency has been the, their biggest issue. Here's what he had to tell me post-game. How do you guys uh, maintain this energy going forward so that way you can rack up more wins consistently? Yeah, I mean, obviously we got to we gotta remember this and um, take the, the few days off we have here and enjoy it and come back ready to work. First star, and this should be no surprise, Timo Meyer. I see some of your guys' comments on, if you're watching on YouTube. You're just like, Timo Meyer sucks. Worst contract in Devils history. He should be traded for a sixth-round pick or, or something like that. I'm just like, you guys want to throw him into the sun rather quickly because it's just like he was, he's been playing hurt the last few weeks, and it was confirmed by Lindy Ruff saying that the, the injury that Meyer was dealing with does affect his skating, so it was going to take some time. You guys just had to be a little patient, and Timo was very active in this game, not only scoring, but also being very physical. Now, albeit, one of those goals should have gone to Michael McLeod. I will give you that, but still, the fact that he is scoring in back-to-back -back games, I think that is a good sign 
moving forward because once again, that first goal, right place, right time, corralling the rebound. Once again, it was unassisted, but still, I'm just going to say rebound. You guys know what I'm talking about. He sees the puck and he snipes it on in. And then a little later, even though I don't agree with the assessment, I think he should have just been credited assist on, on the Michael McLeod quote unquote goal, but still he's just being very active and he's being very physical. And I think this was his best game in a good while during his media availability. I asked him about like how the devils can and himself can maintain this level of play going forward. And he also talked about his health and how he's feeling and how he hopes that he can help the team win more games and how this is definitely very refreshing going into the Christmas break. And I'm also going to play a soundbite back-to-back, courtesy of Lindy Ruff, talking about Timo and his performance tonight. How do you guys uh, maintain this consistency uh, going forward to try to rack up more wins? Yeah, like I said, rest up and then uh, come back ready to work and be ready to to get better as a group, uh, work on work on all kinds of things. Um, really gotta, you know, after this Christmas break, um, come in and, and, and be ready to kind of yeah go on a streak here. We gotta get some wins together. It's it's very tight, and we gotta start playing uh, some some uh, up to our abilities, and that's uh, it. All starts with, with working and getting better every day. You feeling better here physically, or is it coincidence you're scoring more goals? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously feeling better and it helps when you score and, and win games. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, these these couple of days are going to come in handy uh, for, for everybody. Um, like I said, it's it's nice to just kind of lay low for, for a couple of days and maybe get your mind off hockey too. And like I said, spend time with your family and just, yeah, rest up. Timo, there's a lot of, to be said when you guys lose. It seems like the common thread is we weren't ready. We, we you know, didn't show up. That's on us. But today you guys had some umph. How do you bottle that and recreate that for every game? Yeah, it's it's all in the head and just kind of uh, pushing each other, staying positive, having energy um, on the bench and, and, and just communicating as well to uh, help each other out. So I think today we, we managed it better, like I said, as, as the last game. And it's, it's all about learning, learning from your mistakes. And I think, think today we did that and we got to keep moving forward like that. It's great to see that Timo is, you know, like we said, He's fighting hard to get back to form, and these uh, last couple of games, skating well, physical. Uh, that line, two nights in a row. You know, it wasn't for the line, we probably don't get back in the game, but they set the tone for us, and we know what Timo can do. And I think this is maybe be a springboard for him. Also, the, uh, the, the on Timo's second goal that I guess could have gone to McLeod. Um, Dawson Mercer and Luke Hughes were given assists on it initially, but looking at the replay, it did look like that Rasmussen did touch the puck a little bit. So I guess that considers breaking up the play. So I can understand that assessment. And it goes back to what I said in segment one, Dawson Mercer was kind of robbed of potentially getting a couple points. And then for, uh, for, for Michael McLeod, you already know my assessment, but either way, very happy that Timo Meyer is pulling through and, it's Timo time, ladies and gentlemen. So those are my three stars. Let me know what you guys think. And before I compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade, I want to tell you guys about the Sleeper app because I made it to my fantasy football season. Unfortunately, uh, I got knocked out in the first round. So a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Jack Hughes could score 50 goals. Devils could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. 
because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times in cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You don't just have to play fantasy hockey. You can play fantasy football, basketball, baseball, college football, all on the Sleeper app. So to win 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly pick the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Devils fans. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's compare the stats and give the devils a letter grade and get out of here because I'm sure some of you got to finish wrapping your Christmas gifts. Now shots on goal differential 36 to 24 in favor of the devils face off percentage. Once again, a category that devils have been winning consistently 51% to the devils, 49% to the red wings. Power play. Devils were 0 for 4, so their power play struggles the last few weeks continue. They do have a couple of power play goals in that span, but safe to say that the power play wasn't as dominant as it was in the first few weeks of the season. But their penalty kill, Red Wings went 0 for 3. So I just want to point something out. There was a big round of applause from the Devils faithful on the final penalty kill because Nico tried to create an offensive possession while shorthanded, came up empty, but the Devils have been killing off a lot of penalties and the one complaint I've been having of the penalty kill. And I think it's uh, the same for a lot of people. I think it's uniform, which is the penalty kill would usually give up one power play goal per game, or it seemed like it. So I think the last time the devils let up a a power play goal was the Anaheim ducks game. But uh, the past three or so games, the devils have not allowed a power play goal. And I think that's a significant improvement. So I think uh, that's definitely a good sign moving forward. And once again, their penalty kill was very effective and uh, I got to give them their props. Now, power play struggling, but penalty kill heading in the right direction. So got to give credit where credit is due. Now, continuing on with the stats, penalty minutes, 10 to the Red Wings, eight to the Devils, hits 13 to four in favor of the Devils, playing a lot more aggressive, block shots, 13 to 10 in favor of the Red Wings, giveaways, three to two to the Red Wings, takeaways, five to three to the Red Wings. So, If I had to give the Devils a letter grade, I'm going to give them a B plus because they got off to a very slow start, but they started to pick it up. And the one thing I want to see the Devils, like it shouldn't take a bad circumstance for them to get it going, like get get going from the opening uh, from the opening gate. And also it's like there were a lot of offensive possessions in which the Red Wings could have scored. And fortunately, it didn't come back to bite the Devils in the butt. So I think uh, they still got some work to do, like. It's been said during the the post game press conferences. Now, are they heading in the right direction? I don't really know. It's kind of hard to make that assessment because they did just lose three games in a row. But hopefully, this win gives them some momentum going into the Christmas break, and hopefully, they come out strong against the Blue Jackets. So, let me know what you guys think. What did you think about Timo Meyer's performance? Do you think Michael McLeod and Dawson Mercer were robbed of some points? And what did you think of the game in general against the Red Wings as the Devils are just a few points away from a playoff position? So season is far from over, guys, and they could still make some changes, but rosters are still frozen for the next few days. So as for today's episode, guys, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again, and Merry Christmas to all.